This is Smoking Out the Closet. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Raven Greer. Making sure I will edit this out later if I forget. Sorry, audience, but that's... <laughs> Hi, my name is Raven. I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Alex. I use they, them pronouns. Welcome back to another episode of Smoking, Smoking out, out the Closet. closet. Do we get it that time? I think we did. Yes. Um, so we're recording, and then we might sound a bit different. Um, previously, we've been recording through Audacity, and I've been having issues with my lack of knowledge of how to edit everything, and um, just my level of editing when it comes to audio stuff like this. Um, so right now, we are recording through Anchor itself on their website. Um we did a couple of trial runs, and it automatic—it's already sounding better to me. Yeah. Same. So this is a great improvement, and if once we put this episode out, if it continues to be a good good improvement, we're just gonna stay with this. I feel like you can actually hear me now too, and I don't feel like I have to shout. Exactly. So I think I think anger is a bit of a little bit better for the whole the way the microphone is and everything. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that's gonna be our you know podcast probably going forward is just recording through anchor i might edit in audacity because anchor just put out an update to their site where they have a waveform editor so i'll see how that is and if that's a little too much trouble i'll edit in audacity but so we're probably going to record through anchor itself um that being said how are you feeling honey i'm vibing i'm over here just vibing yeah you're like oh i'm coming uh, down yeah i was like i'm coming down but it's graceful I ate like a half a pack of strawberry wafer cookies before the podcast. It was so freaking good. So Ugh. today was our first day in a long while that you and me both had off. That's not a holiday. Yeah. We didn't have some other arrangement or something to do. So we just got to spend the entire day together. So we got it. We basically smoked all day and played video games together, which we haven't done in a long time. We went out for lunch, too. Oh, yeah, we did. And we made a, you made a, such a good dinner. Oh, my God, <laughs> that was good. Um, Are there leftovers? Oh, yeah, there's oh God, there's yes. leftovers. Yes. There's no sliced cheese anymore for it's it. Still but it's still good. I can put Parmesan cheese on it. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um... But yeah, we just we just kind of had a you know a decent day together, and we spent time with each other that we really needed to recharge our batteries. Yeah. Um, that being said, do you want to get the bummer stuff out of the way first? Yeah, let's get the bummer stuff out of the way first. Um. So as the time of recording, this has been what two days after the announcement? Yeah. Of uh, Betty White's passing. Um. Mm-hmm. And. You know, there's 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 a lot of celebrities out there that like will make people cry because you know they've been such a great um, influence on them or a great source of relief from stress or anything. Uh, Robin Williams and uh, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park, big examples for me. When when oh my god, it's um... My heart words are hard. Um, yeah, whenever uh, Robin Williams died, I just, God, I, I was in the car and I remember and I just, I just started, tears started streaming down my face because he's the reason, he was in Dead Poet Society mm-hmm. and he was the reason I got my first tattoo. Yeah, your, your Carpe Diem tattoo. <laughs> yeah, and it just, it just was, it was hard because like, 
It's always there to make me laugh. I watched Miss Doubtfire growing up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a huge Robin Williams fan. And, like, it wasn't always comedy with him. He was a very serious person. He made you think, just like George Carlin. Yeah. Made me laugh, but it also made me think. And so, they were people who I wanted, maybe not to model my entire life out of, but certain aspects that I admired out of them, I wanted to improve myself with. Yeah. And the same thing was with Betty White. And the really cool thing that happened with Betty that was with Betty White's career is she was basically three generations of my family doing that. My grandparents, my parents, and then me. Because her career was over 80 years of acting. Yeah, she holds a Guinness World Record for the longest uh, the longest running female actress. Mm -hmm. And it sucks because she was like 18 or 17 or 18 days before her 100th birthday which she was going to have like this big party and everything celebrating it and you know everyone was invited they were going to live stream it yeah and it just her her time was there i to quote um oh god why is his name so in my mind ryan reynolds there we go to quote ryan reynolds the world looks a little bit different now that she's not it, here it really does um god i'm tearing up the thing that really struck a chord with me about Betty White is how much she cared about animals and being kind to people. Yeah. And so I saw this Facebook post and like everyone's like, hey, on her birthday, let's work. Like donate to a cause you believe in, donate to an animal shelter, adopt an animal, try finding an animal a good home. You know, doing something that Betty would have done. And I'm like, yo, that's a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. And... It's kind of funny, too, because, like, she's literally been in so much stuff as I was growing up as a kid. I used to watch Golden Girls all the time the same. after that was, school. That was my first intro to Betty White. Same. And then, you know, she was in the Lorax. She had mm -hmm. her own She had her own pranking TV show <laughs> that was kind of like Ashton Kutcher's punked yeah. kind of level. But, like, it was basically her and a couple of other old uh, women pranking people. <laughs> And uh, I don't know, it's just something about Betty White that always like made me happy. And one, I have to find the cartoonist to, to reference him, but I think it was in the um, Oregon, Oregon, like a local Oregon paper or like the big newspaper for Oregon. Mm -hmm. I think it was Oregon. Um, it was basically Betty White with a bunch of dogs. And. Um, coming up to heaven to the you know the pearly gates meet uh saint peter and basically was like um saint peter was like you know it says a lot about your legacy and your um your uh sorry the cat was getting into something he wasn't supposed to um, <laughs> um it says a lot about your life and your legacy that at 99 years old, people said you went too soon. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that is tr true. That is accurate. Because Betty was a huge, she had a huge heart. And she never took anyone's crap. And that's one thing I really admired about her as a person. Ryan Reynolds loved working with her. Like, they collabed in a movie. I can't remember the name of it. slip on my mind right oh, now. Oh, The Proposal. Yeah, The Proposal. With uh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I love <laughs> It's the baby making blanket. <laughs> I loved her in that movie. 
<laughs> oh god. No, she was she was awesome and I told my mom about this when I heard the news. I was like, you know, if I can be like her at her age, I'd, I'd be happy, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where her time came. And I remember all these comics where it was like, um, Green Reaver's like, Coming out to Betty White's door, she's just sitting there with a shotgun. She goes, shh, shh, you better turn back around the way you came. <laughs> Did you see the one where it was like, um, oh, shoot, I had it. No, it's gone. There was there was a couple memes that were made about her. Oh, the Lego one. That's like 1 to 99, and when you're turning 100 next year, so you can't play with Legos anymore. Yeah, so they, or they, um, there's like, um, it should be 1 to Betty White mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you're right. Ryan Reynolds would say it best. It's a little different without her here. Yeah. Um, but it was her time to cross the veil, and I think it would be, shel- sh- it would be selfish, shel- selfish. Sel- selfish, thank you. I don't know why I can't say it right now. It would be selfish of us to try making her say any longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. That being said, um, I'm definitely going to find an organization because I know I get paid before the 17th. Um, I'm going to save a little money to donate to a cause I believe in. Probably the um, West Bridgeter Project or the... Um, I can't remember what it stands for, but the WWF. Mm-hmm. The something Wildlife Foundation. Yeah. Uh, the Worldwide Wildlife Foundation or World Wildlife Foundation. Something, something like, like that. that, yeah. The one with the panda and the logo yeah, and you see the ads around Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, those are probably the two I'm looking at right now to donate to. Um, but yeah, definitely Betty White's going to be missed. Oh, yeah. Um, sure he is. Like, she, she just was a hell of a woman. She was amazing. Like... I loved hearing about her in the news because it was always some feel-good story or some, like, you know, she did an interview about what it was like to be alive before sliced bread was a thing. Right? Yeah, like, that was crazy. First woman to ever win, uh, win an Oscar. It was either an Oscar or an Emmy. Yeah. Um. And heck, like, it, let's talk about how the fact that, like, so many of the, like, queer people love the Golden Girls. Yeah. And she was the last one. Yeah. Like, the meme that, you know, like, the girls are finally golden again. Yeah, like, like oh. that tore my heart up. Um, but, uh, unless, um, shifting gears to less depressing news, because I know a lot of people are probably still hurting from that and everything, yeah. but Betty White will definitely be missed. And I don't want people to think, like, oh, we're just trying to cash in on what happened. I'm like, no. This is something you and me both like. We're bawling when we we found out about mm-hmm. it. So I just want to take a moment to, I with what little small platform I have to honor her with that, you know. Whew. But now on to less less uh, tear inducing news. And Fitpin, it's it's okay, baby. We'll play with you in a bit. Do you want me? You know, I'm gonna don't, don't mind the squeaks. Squeaks, what are you doing? I'm, I'm moving everything, and I'm turning the... Turning the thing on? Yeah, I'm turning the thingy on. 
There you go, buddy. <laughs> what was that? Sorry. You have a like battery powered laser pointer that points at the floor and goes in circles for the cats. And you know, like on the days where I have to take long trips or something, and you know, they have a toy that they can play with while we're not there. We have a lot of like mice and balls and stuff too. I don't know where the hell they all went to. I know I bought a brand new pack, all of them. I don't know where they went. No, you somewhere know, in the here, house. there, a little there. Under the stove somewhere, probably. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um so this is also our first episode that we're recording in 2022 2022 2022 it's weird to think about weird yeah we originally were going to record this on the first Mm -hmm. because i closed last night which is our typical sunday but we were just so tired yeah so we're recording this on a monday but it's fine you know it's it's still the new year it's still the first episode of the new year um I wanted to actually get, because uh, I realized, and we both realized after we recorded and posted yes, on our last episode, you didn't really get to talk about your hopes for this year. Do you, you want to talk about that? So, I I don't know. I usually just don't set, like, I, I'm not a New Year's resolution kind of person, like the all the stuff that runs behind that. But, like, there are a couple things that I... I hope to do this year. They're kind of more hopes for the year instead of like yeah, 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 years, no. resolutions, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you and me are in the same boat. Like, it's definitely, like, not resolutions. It's just hopes and things we want to happen this year. Yeah. Um, I want to start reading more books. I, I got my new Kindle. I got myself my new Kindle for Christmas. And I just I want to read more books. And, like, there are so many books out there that are free to read. And, like, I want to start, you know, taking care of myself a little bit better and, like, big thing is like correcting people on my pronouns that's i'm i'm gonna just stick freaking to it like yeah yeah i'm proud of you for that thanks um i i pretty much said all mine last episode so i mean nothing really changed i just want to get to where i can cook more every day with work um i started my actual store this week yay um just sleep in a little bit tomorrow. Yeah. And it seems like I'm going to be more mids, which is fine. I can work with mid shifts or early, you know, opening. I'm probably going to be daylight when mm-hmm. I've heard. So. I also just want to be like less stressed this year. I think I said that last episode was just, just less stressed out. Yeah. The things have been stressing me out. I mean, so. the holidays and you work retail can do that. Oh, yeah. That'll do it to anybody. Um, is there anything else you want to add about the. The hopes and plans for the new year? Excuse me. Ooh, sorry. No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to edit that out. Nah, it's I just fine. leave it Oops. in here. Yeah, I might just leave a lot of it in here so yeah. I kind of have a frame of reference. Yeah. Um. Now, one thing you and me have talked about is um, Canada. Yeah, Canada. We were starting to have the Canada conversation again. Yeah. Um. Before we kind of settled on moving to Pittsburgh, we were thinking about moving to Canada. And at the time, we were having a whole lot of, like, kind of confusion and, like, a lot of things we were, were making sense for us. Yeah. Plus COVID. Yeah, COVID was still things. It's still, I still a thing, thing but it's, it's not as rampant as it was yeah, in 2020 is, and early 2021. Which is great. Yeah, and it, it, it's a sign that things are changing slowly, but it's not, we're not out of the woods yet. Yeah. But with um, 
a lot of the recent legislation changes with Canada and the fact they have legal cannabis and, Canada. you know, they really good LGBT laws, you know, the healthcare and everything. We're looking to moving to Canada again. Nothing set in stone. It's just looking at it. Potential for us to transfer between both of our companies. Yeah. Really high. So, I mean, it's, it's a pretty cool kind of stepping stone. My mom doesn't blame us at all. No. Um, My mom doesn't even know that we're thinking about it. <laughs> you're probably not going to tell her to like the last moment, just like same uh, thing. Like when we were getting married, yeah. you were going to you're going to propose to me. Yeah, last minute. Hey, by the way, I got a month until we move to Canada. What? <laughs> Are you sure, Mom? There's no backing out of it. We already have a place rented. We already signed the lease. Can't do anything about it. Sorry. But um, one thing I do know about Canada is all the weeds controlled by the government. Yeah. So basically how we thought if Pennsylvania goes wreck with the liquor laws here, yeah, that's how Canada does their weed. Okay. Which, honestly, I don't mind. No. Um, I'm just hoping it, like, it allows, like, com- manufacturer companies, like how, you know, you could buy certain brands of liquor here. I'm hoping that's what the way they do it in Canada. Yeah. So you have, like, smaller businesses like uh, Boyd & Blair, which we were going to buy some liquor from. Yeah. The Wine and Spirits up yeah. here. We just holiday money and moving kind of we just ended up holiday, a little short. What, what holiday money there's never any money for the holidays I know. there's these kids rolling up at my store with hundred dollar bills i'm like the fuck who are your parents uh, right who are your motherfucking parents <laughs> but um but yeah you know there's a potential that we, we might move to canada and you guys will obviously come with us mm-hmm. you know we'll take the podcast there and talk about you know how's weed in america versus canada how's you know lgbt stuff in canada versus america and like like i said no one said stuff yeah but definitely are thinking about it and you know definitely would love to at least have an episode where we go to canada for like cool. a trip and yeah. record like in the hotel or something, you know? Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, like potential, like of us going to Canada? No, just I just, I just keep thinking about Letter Kenny. That's all I keep thinking about, right? When you, whenever we're talking about Canada, it's Letter Kenny. I want to watch that again. Yeah, I need to watch it. You, I need to catch up where I'm yeah. from, where I am. Um. And I think it's funny because some people were like, yeah, that's basically Ontario. And I'm like, well, that's one of the like few that. spots where I can move to. <laughs> okay. Just on their side of Niagara. Mm-hmm. So um, one thing I did want to uh, bring up is my gummies. Oh, my God, your gummies. I oh, did a oh review God, of, the mag- of the Magical Butter Machine. And it was just on how to make a tincture. Now I can give it a little more. And I'm still keeping that 4.5. But their mango gummy mix. Holy fuck. Mwah. It is so good. I screwed up the lime one and tasted too much like the tincture because I didn't realize I had to reduce the tincture to a FECO or a full embodied cannabis oil, I think is what it stands for. Okay. But I did that with these gummies. Yeah. And let me tell you. Oh boy. Oh boy. They're so fucking good. They're so dangerous. Good. You can't chase the weed barely in them. No. Like, Mommy, if you're little, I know you're listening. You need to grab one of the Raven's gummies. Um, yeah. So, it, it, it was really cool because, you know, I didn't have sunflower like then. I still don't. 
So I basically made these, and they're really good. I keep them in the fridge so they last longer. So good. Um, they surprisingly don't get chewy. Yeah. With them being in the fridge. They also don't get you crazy fucked up. No, I I, I mean, I could take one and be okay for my day, and yeah. take two and then start having a fun time. Yeah. We were originally going to eat some for this episode. Well, we smoked, and I got really, 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 really high earlier. Higher yeah. than I intended to. We've been smoking all day, so we're like, you know, let's kind of just chill and just have the podcast kind of thing after we eat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dinner was so good. I know I said that before. <laughs> dinner was so good. Fuck, it was so good. I inhaled both of those sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just chilling and coming down. Sorry, I'm rambling. You're good. Um, so there's a couple other things I wanted to talk about. Um, but before I do, I just want to say, Magical Butter, I hit you up. I sent you a message through your uh, email and your Instagram, and I haven't gotten anything back yet. So, um, really cool. I'd love to have you guys on a podcast. Love to talk to somebody, you know. Be so cool. Be so cool to see what the inspiration and then, like, what, your you know, the brains behind the machine kind of thing. Yeah. Um... But, like, it wasn't even, like, just talking to her, just, you know, kind of like, hey, here, here's how I feel about, you know, the Magical Butter Machine. Here's the, you know, the stuff I talked about in that little review I added yeah. at the end of the last episode. Kind of like, it might be better for people if you explain things a little bit better. Because those, those instructions for, like, stereo instructions are horrible. Um, so there's uh, a couple of, there's... Two more cannabis things and one semi-LGBT thing that I don't want to talk about because you didn't pick any topics today, so this I, is kind I, of more I'm of, like, sorry. my brainchild of, like, things to talk about. And it's okay. I mean, you we were relaxing all day and a stressful phone call in the morning. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so, what do you want to pick? How do you want to do it? What are these? I see the two weed things. things and the one kind of queer thing. But these are little topics, and this is a big topic. Well, let's do the little ones first, and then we'll go into the big one. Okay. Um. So the first thing is I want to talk about a couple of cannabis apps. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. So as cannabis, as the industry is becoming more and more prevalent across the country, across different countries, um, the uh, Silicon Valley quote-unquote, sector of the world, the information, the IT, um, the digital side of the corporate of the corporate world is starting to get onto it. Um, so they have Leafly, which has developed an app. Yeah, I know we've talked about them before. The children are messing around the with the blinds. And I know I've talked about Leafly, brief, <laughs> Leafly briefly before. And you've done that before. Yeah, I have. It's so funny. Um... Kids. I'll, I'll fix it later. I just wanted to break it. Like the thing. If they fuss with the thing. Oh well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Uh, um, they, they've been fussing with the blinds and yeah, we'll edit this out. We'll be fine, whatever. I could just keep talking. Oh, anyway. But yeah, um... I don't know what we're doing. Sorry. My Leafly brain. app. I have a Leafly app. I know we've talked about the Leafly app before on this podcast. I use them for a decent amount of stuff. Um, they're starting to get a lot more strains on there, like stuff that I smoke. Um, and then actually when I was going to download that app was what 
prompted us like to talk about this next app. Raven didn't know it existed, but it was recommended to me by the Google well, Play well, Store. Well, slow your roll a little bit and talk more about Leafly first. Oh, well, we've talked about Leafly before. Yeah, well, we talked a little bit about the basics, but tell them about like the app exactly, because use the app more than the website. Yeah, it's a lot easier to navigate. Their mobile website is kind of like sluggish and not easy to go around. Um, I think it's just a mobile adaptation of their desktop site. So you can imagine how horrible that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their their mobile app brings that experience that you would get on your computer to your phone. So like I know I take my phone when we sesh usually and like, oh, hey, I'm feeling this sort of way. Well, let me put it on my phone about this, you know, this strain I'm smoking or before my high is quite over, I'm going to write a review about whatever it is I'm smoking. Because mm-hmm. you could do it like in the moment then. And it's not like I got to sit down on my desk and turn the computer on and all of this stuff. Yeah, I remember a password. Yeah, it's right there. Because your, so. your phone's... Both of our yeah. phones are thumb activated. My thumb prints them. Um, now the other one, because I haven't used it yet, I just downloaded it, and I might give a review on it um, later. It's pretty cool. Uh, jointly. Yeah, that's what was recommended when I went to download the Leafly app. Um, think like, like part weed journal, which I feel like everybody should have, and how the strains affect you and everything, and then part social media network. So you can connect anonymously with other people who have smoked the same strain and see where your experience matches up with theirs. So and kind of like Reddit? Like a forum-based kind, kind of thing? Of, no, think more like Amazon reviews section. Okay. And you can comment back and forth underneath each is each Like the question-answer kind of thing. Yeah, but not the question-answer thing. It's just like, hey, here's my review. Okay. Oh, hey, I have a question about your review, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that kind of thing. It's really cool. Um... Kind of set up like, like I said, like if you scroll to a page where you're buying something that has the about about and review sections, you can see what else they've smoked too. Like you can go to that person's profile and it shows all the things they reviewed or things that they've just smoked and haven't reviewed. It also tracks like how you intake your your THC or your cannabis. Mm-hmm. So like, did you smoke a bowl? Did you use a water pipe? Did you use a joint? And there's a cute little button that says, or, "Did you eat it?" It's a cute little button that says, "Why does this matter?" It's like, well. Each way you ingest cannabis can affect you differently. Mm-hmm. So it keeps track of that, too. Whether you vape it or whatever. That's cool. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. And, like, you can see where you match up with one with other people. It also recommends you strains that it thinks you'd like based off of how you've reviewed things prior. So is that what you're using right now to try to figure out newer stuff for yes. you to use? Okay. I use I use the, um, the Jointly app. I feel like it has a little bit more personalization than Leafly. Um, Leafly is great if you're looking at cannabinoids and cannabinoids only. I have that still for like, hey, I can't remember what the fuck like this is. Cannabinoids and terpenes, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, terps and stuff like that. And like, hey, I can't remember what the strain is or what it's supposed to do. So I'll use that to look at the terp profiles and like the definitions of what each terp does. Um, but jointly is really like, hey, so this strain is high in these terps. Um, we have these strains that are also high in these terps. Um, we think you'd like this. It gives you a really nice two, like, um, similar group bubble of strains. So that way, if like your dispensary is out of your favorite one, you can pick something that's going to make you feel similar, or you can pick the terps you want and like, look at totally opposite strains that have those terps. Um, so yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. That's what I use for, for some of my, um, some of my new strains. And honestly, it's not perfect. No app is, um, the Tropical Thunder that I like to smoke is not in the app. I'd like to review it that way. But I use that alongside my weed journal. So. 
So what you were saying just now with the uh, Weed Journal was mm -hmm. actually is a great transition um, into the next topic I wanted to talk about. And I see you eyeballing your, your yeah, my weed, weed journals journal. over there on top of my surface. Um, do you want to talk about yours? Yeah. So I got like a really cheap. I think it was like dollar. No, I got into the Dollar Tree. That's where I got it. Got into the Dollar Tree, and um, this is dollar. It's like a little sewn back book. It's paper. Yeah. And has like a translucent blue cover that has like screen print on it. Be happy, which I thought was perfect for my weed journal right yeah and i stick like i have a rick and morty sticker behind there i have like a couple of animal crossing stickers i like stickers of bajillion keychains and the person who like customizes everything because mm -hmm. i have stuff stuck behind my phone case like that's me and uh i write in it like you know what strain i'm smoking if i smoke it regularly how much i smoke to the time that i'm writing about it you put your sticker uh the stick on labels yeah. that they use with the terp profile yeah with my patient name and terp profile i stick on there um some companies are really cool, like Kind Tree sticks another sticker with all of their Turk profiles on there, even a like farther breakdown than the mm -hmm. uh, dispensary. So I stick that in there too, and I write notes about it and like give it my own little rating and see, you know, where that falls between, you know, what I'd like next or what, you know, didn't work for me. So yeah, I unfortunately lost mine. I don't remember. I can't find it. Just been still moved. in the boxes. But I'm I'm thinking about making a new one, a bit bigger one. Yeah. Um, kind of mixing what I was doing, what you were doing. Um, I was painstakingly handwriting the, uh, mm. you just knocked over a spray bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, I was handwriting all the chirp profiles and I everything. I thought about that and then I got high one day and I was like, wait, there's a fucking well, sticker on here. See, here's the thing though. Well, by the time I was starting this, all the stickers have been rubbed off. Yeah. So I had to look online and try getting the Terp profiles, and it, it was it was a it was a bad time. So that's why I want to kind of start over and kind of think of you know, and also kind of like have a work like a section, and that's why I want like a bigger book to be like, how is this when I smoke it out of this thing? How is it when I smoke it out of this thing? You know how you were talking about on jointly like how they smoke it. I want to talk about like. How is it, it as an edible? It. How is it, you know, vaporized? How is it as a, a capsule or just straight tincture? You know, whatever. While we're speaking about that super briefly, the gummies that you made with the lemon G, those are fantastic for, for edibles. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah, they are. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't just have one, I made a super, super, very low dosage batch. It hits you a little bit, like, at the hour and a half mark. Just enough for you to be like, these gummies ain't shit. And then it's like that meme. But it's not the meme of like you cooking your food in the, the cabinet high. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you're, yeah. You're a little mm -hmm. buzzed. You know, you also smoke. You had them when you smoked, though, last night. No, you ate one by itself. I ate one by itself. And then I smoked the strain that I, I smoked the strain I ate. I waited till I came back down and I had a gummy. Mm -hmm. And that brought me way back up. Yeah, which might have had a mix on it. You yeah. know what I mean? I've had it straight by itself. Um, one is not bad for me personally. Um, it's given me a lot of the medical benefits. Like your mom's gummies just made me super chill and happy and kind of giggly. Yeah, like you're feeling a lot of the 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 pot, like the medical side that would help you. And then two or more are the ones where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling I'm having a real good time. That's like what I, I feel smoked like. It. Like with pot is like 
you either like there's there's two sides to it like yeah everybody talks about the medical benefits but people think that's associated with being high it's like the before part yeah excuse me. the plateau is the high part that's kind of fun and cool excuse me and you can get too far up there mm-hmm. excuse me but then if you go back down to the lower end of things it's just like i'm calm i'm cool i can probably go to bed now this is really nice you know yeah i mean there, there's a there's a whole lot of medical benefits before the high too and yeah. um there's there's a lot of like other uh, terpenes that are hitting you on those very low dosage with edibles that you know will help with that yeah i haven't broken down what percentage of dosage it is uh, or like what milligrams yeah like what they do on uh bong appetite that kind of stuff yeah like how they like like yeah because they'll they'll have how much it is but there was a little he's a scientist that breaks down how yeah like much how it's pot- dosed like what the potency rating is i think he's pretty cute i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i can see that I, for you um, like i have a very specific type of men if i like men at all and yeah he's he's pretty freaking cute but the uh for mine it was literally um i filled it with the alcohol filled it at the minimum line and threw a gr- gram that's what a three no it's a that's a that's an eighth, eighth. An ounce that's an ounce ounce of weed yeah okay i threw it ounce there's an eighth shit fuck you, yeah, you said it was an eighth. It's an it's eighth. 3.5 grams. grams is an eighth, yeah, because the guy at the dispensary was like, yeah, it's the same thing. I was like, I'm oh, so sorry. My um, brain's fried. It's fine. But the recipe calls for two to five cups of alcohol and 14 to 28 grams of weed. And I'm That's like, so much fucking weed. I don't have that money to drop into that. I'm pretty sure yet. 28s is like, that's an ounce. Like 28 grams of weed. No, 28. So I would have to buy like a. You'd have to buy a fuck ton. You'd have to be make growing it at your fucking house. Yeah, because it's literally three point five grams times seven would be twenty one. Would be half twenty one and a half plus three would be twenty four and a half. Yeah. So I'd have to get seven of those. That's a you, lot of money. You literally have to be the person that's between the grower and the distributors to have that much weed on you. Yeah. Time. That's because who you are. You have to have a three month. The way PA's medical laws are written. Yeah. You have to have upwards of the 90 days. I think I'm pushing it with what I have right now. And I have like four. Yeah. I don't, I can't, I keep forgetting how much I have at the house. Because I have not, there was a while I hadn't finished. I haven't finished an eighth. We said that was mm-hmm. that I haven't finished an eighth. I had this little bit left, but yeah, like also I have my my vape stuff somewhere. I don't freaking know. But also, what technically is a ninety day supply in the state of Pennsylvania? Yeah, see that's that's the thing. Like, it's, where's it's that line? Super vague because like it depends. Because like I'm an everyday smoker, so I go through these pretty fast. Whereas I go through an eighth and like two and a half weeks or i can go through and in like eighth probably like a week if i'm pushing it well now if we're talking alex freshman in college i'd go through that in three days that's that's my fastest i think right now yeah because i'll i'll smoke depends on what i'm doing too you know mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's just it's really weird so my teacher, my gummies are super, super low dosage, but I would still kind of be like, 
dosage unknown, think it's on, on very low side, very low potency ratio of what I did reduced to a FICO. Um, I'm so sorry. It, that is my tongue. Alex's t stomach has been growling and making noises all day. So if you heard that, I'm going to be very <laughs> impressed with how well this microphone is. Yeah, this microphone's really good. Um, but I was, I, you know, I just kind of like write all that in the journal and kind of like also use it, you know, for my notes on like the edible side and what I'm making into carving and all that, you know. Yeah, all that jazz. So I, I think mine would look more like a, notes of a mad woman, but I'm. <laughs> So. As long as it makes sense to you at the end of the day, that's all that matters. It's the True. same way with journaling about your emotions and stuff. Which I need to get back into because I started one for when we moved, before we moved here. Yeah. I was writing in it every day and then and I, we moved. And then I got busy. And then it was in a box for a bit and like. No, it was always out. It was always out? Yeah. Yeah, mine was in a box for a bit. I need to pull that sucker out. It's um, just time lately because I'm working like 48 hours a week. But yeah, going back to what I was saying. Um, but like, it's fine. It's like, it's, I try to pull you back in real, real training again. Uh, we're not unstoppable here. Um, but yeah, just, you know, whatever works for you. Like some people write in paragraphs. I like to write in bullet points. Sometimes I used to write in paragraphs in my journal. It felt like too much of an obligation and a chore to do that. And mm -hmm. also my, my brain functionality has changed where I can't coexist coherent con co consistent i can't even fucking do coherent it right consistency of thought yes i can't even do that right now my brain is just boom bam left field right field up down sideways to the left like pretty sure you you were talking to me pretty sure i might have adhd uh, just coming to that realization <laughs> yeah i mean we'll, we'll get you tested because you know there's a lot of similarities between adhd and anxiety and different neuro Neurological, neuro neurodivergent, yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's that's the weed journal side. And now to the final big topic I wanted to talk about: dun, dun, dun. polyamory. Oh yeah. Um, I think we might have talked about it super briefly in a very early episode. We did. Um, but I kind of wanted to go a little deeper on this episode. Oh, before we go super deep. I use my Barnes & Noble gift card. This is relates to it. I got the newest version of the Ethical Slut. Go to your local Barnes & Noble. Not a sponsor. I like you guys, though. You're cool. Give my friend a job. Um, um, <laughs> so do you want to let people know what polyamory is? So polyamory, as we practice it, is, you know, we are both in a relationship. We are what we call nesting partners. We're the ones that, you know, we live together. We're going to raise children together and everything else. And now disclaimer, not everybody's polycule, polymap, polyglobe, whatever you want to call Constellation. it. Constellation. Constellation, solar system, galaxy looks the same. We're not saying this is everybody. We're just saying this is us, right? Well, I, I thought you were just going to give a basic. Well, it's because the, the definition varies from who you talk to. So... We, it's basically like when you get down to the short and skinny of it is you have more than one partner. Yeah. It's, it's ethical non-monogamy, polyamory. Basically it's multiple lovers. Not polygamy. That's multiple wives. That's different. That's usually a religious thing. Um, but basically, um, polyamory or ethical non-monogamy is basically just 
multiple partners that you're dating at the same time. And, you know, there's different ways to go about it, but that's the short and skinny of it. Sorry, I kind of went off in left field there. Yeah, it's okay. I'm so sorry. It was my turn to pull you in. Thanks. Um, do you want to continue with the way we do it? Yeah. So we've been polyamorous from the get-go, mm -hmm. which was nice because when I got out of that long relationship, I wasn't looking for monogamy. And someone I was talking to that was, I, I suggested the idea with the very limited language that I had. And she was like, eh. So here we are. Yeah. And Three then you had later. me like on our first date. Hey, I'm Polly. I have two partners already. I really like you. I really like you. I think you're cool. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And I was like, let me get back to you. And mm -hmm. I felt so bad for saying, let me get back to you. That's fine. I straight up told you, take as long as you need. I like, didn't want to give you so anxiety. Cool to talk though. Yeah. We'll still talk and everything will be chill. Like, I'm going to wrap up some loose ends with, with the F, the FWB that I had going on. And then, like, this girl, what was going on with her so we could go forward properly. Yeah. So. Um, so some people, now there is a quote-unquote pride, and I say quote-unquote pride pride because it is poly pride, but it's, some people, when they hear pride flag, they think automatically the, LG, the queer community, yeah. the LGBT community, you know, whichever you want to use, of uh, the the of you know the gay umbrella, gay it's world, the SpongeBob thing of Galena, uh, the rainbow with gay. imagination, it's gay, um, fabulous. <laughs> but the the thing is with um, some people think it should be part of it and a lot of people think it shouldn't be and i kind of want to dive into that real quick i feel like it's the same topic with kink and yeah. kink and pride yeah so yeah. a lot of people will say, sorry what i was gonna say there's a lot of interweave there, there really is and, it, and honestly it's do both belong at pride yes 100 yeah. percent because these people have stood up with us since Stonewall, you know, even if you're just monogamous and vanilla, okay. Cool. The leather community was there, you know, the, the kink, essentially, essentially the kink community was there with us at Stonewall and at our first marches. So don't, don't shun them out of the community, but know that like you're kinky, but unless you are a queer kinkster, Kink is not inherently gay. Yeah. That being said, I wanted to bring up the discussion with polyamory because nine times out of ten, if you're in a polyamorous relationship, somebody at the corner, if you're if you're uh, like a, at a like a splitting point, mm -hmm. that person is uh, typically queer in some facet. Yeah, there's rarely, and this is another thing that pisses me off. Side tangent. When things like this get represented in media, it's always the straight white man with two women. Oh, it's two yeah. straight cis women. Yeah. And so, so it's just a vector, which nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Disclaimer. I don't care if you practice that way. Cool. Whatever works for you. Right. I've known people who do that. That's the most common way. And if that's it's the a most common triad, that, one of the girls, yeah. there are five girls. But that's the most common way it's depicted. And mm -hmm. I don't feel like. I feel like it's been so much more than that. I've only met one out of how many polyamorous people I've met that have their layout like that. Mm -hmm. and, and and here's the thing. There's a lot of people who are unicorn hunt for a triad. 
where it's like, oh, my husband's straight, but he knows I'm bi, and he's allowing me to, like, interact with other women. Because he thinks it's hot. Yeah. That's, and, I feel like that's different that than is. the polyamory umbrella. And and so, typically, yes, a lot of people say, no, it doesn't belong anywhere in the queer space because it's a relationship format. I'm like, okay, cool, but you do realize there's a decent portion of the queer community that is in that. Now, does it belong in the alphabet mafia or the, you know the the alphabet soup you know as a letter on its own that's that's a gray area yeah because you can't have just straight polyamory i've seen it um and you can have all queer poly people where it's literally just all lesbians or all gay men yeah Real quick, did you see the picture of Freddie Mercury and his friends celebrating his life party? It was, it, I thought it was an accidental polyamory, but okay. But no, it's literally Freddie Mercury and some of his, and I quote, personal friends all lying in his bed. No, I don't think I've seen that one. Mm -hmm. But like, you you can have stuff like that. So I get, I get the argument of, and this isn't like us saying it is or isn't one way or another. It's just the kind of get a conversation top adding and with the anchor app not sponsored um we can because it's through spotify we can actually add a poll thing so i'm actually so cool. going to do that on this Let's episode add a poll is do you think polyamory is um inherently queer or not yeah or something like that um but the thing with it is is the there is a decent chunk of the polyamorous community that is in the LGBTQIA plus community. There's a decent portion of the polyamorous community that is also in the stoner community. Yeah. Um, which I think is really funny. And not like a ha-ha funny, but in an interesting kind of cool way. Um, because these communities are all about, typically peace and love and trying to have just you know love who you are and love who you love yeah kind of be, thing. be who you truly are kind of thing exactly so no no wonder these spaces overlap yeah exactly and so when you have the polyamorous community who has a lot of it i'm like and i've noticed it more here in pittsburgh because a lot of the poly people that do end up being on like dating apps also have 420 friendly and i'm like yep or they'll have the leaves like the rustle uh, leave emoji with the wind just yep. mm -hmm. um fire tree fire tree <laughs> <laughs> oh i love your therapist your old therapist is yeah amazing. i miss him um if somehow you found, found this hello hi i'm not gonna say your name but you know who you are yeah um but basically like you said, like with the King community, it does deserve to be, the, I believe the polyamorous community deserves to be to, in the marches with us. Yes. yes. They're allies. A decent amount of us are in those sour relationships. And I just think the stoner, you know, queer stoner should also be in the march or, you know, stoner allies should also be in the marches. Imagine it. A stoner said the stoner section is like your stereotypical stoner, but paint a rainbow. Yeah. Boom. In the Pride Parade. Well, you know, here's, here's <laughs> my thing, right? It is, like, there's a lot of organizations, like, um, that support, like, equality acts and uh, equity acts and, like, social justice reforms. Um, pop, people who run Pupco Pete. I think, uh, Pupco. Mm -hmm. the, 
Um, you know, there's certain organizations that help like women of color, you know, business owners in the cannabis world, people of color, women in the cannabis industry. Um, Magical Butter does a lot of stuff like that from what I've seen. That's cool. Um, these different, you know, organizations, I could see them very easily going to like a California Pride Parade and sponsoring some of the, Absolutely. some of the events. Cause remember when I talked about the, did I bring up the AIDS epidemic on the podcast? Yes. But like, because of the lesbian woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, but during the AIDS epidemic, the reason why California had medical marijuana in the 90s mm. was because of the queer community pushing for medical marijuana because they saw it helped with people with AIDS. Mm -hmm. So I could see a lot of these companies help sponsor, even if it's just like a, we're not at, we're not a physical presence because this is y'all space, but we will put money towards this to help you guys and we honestly don't even need our name on there but it, you know for legal reasons you do just make a small ass print kind of thing mm -hmm. like and they you know donate to these things because they know it's a good cause i'm right up there with them kind of thing and i would love to see more of that across the board yeah um because you do have a lot of decent companies that do support like new york pride and businesses that support pittsburgh pride and everything both local and big businesses. So I could see cannabis helping with that, especially in California. And I would love to see it here. Because this, this year is going to be our first Pittsburgh Pride. Heck yeah. I've had to say College Pride. I've been to New York Pride. I've been to Lock Haven Pride. I've been to um, State College Pride. That's about it. And Lock Haven, for those of you who are known as this little itty bitty 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 quote unquote city, the only quote unquote city in the entire county of Central courthouse. PA. Yeah, because they have the courthouse. And it's literally like 20 minutes across both like both directions. Yeah. You blink you, and you're through you're, it. Yeah. Don't blink, you must it kind of thing. Um and so it honestly, I wouldn't consider it a city, but I don't get how they break it down. Anywho, I'm going off track. Mm -hmm. Um, would love to see it at Pittsburgh Pride. Would love to see this kind of thing at Pittsburgh Pride. So, um, do you think it? So, basically, the two questions I got under it is: Do you think it's inherently queer, and do you think it belongs in queer spaces? I think definitely that like it is inherently queer it's it there's too much it's like having a venn diagram right mm -hmm. those circles are so close you can barely tell they're two and there's such a small bit on the outskirts that's not overlapping that yes i feel like it is inherently queer and then it does belong in the lgbt spaces because again bringing the kink community back into this they overlap a lot with the poly mm -hmm. community which overlaps a lot with the queer community and we're becoming one large same love group and i kind of like it yeah um because like you said we're we were all started all of this together and like i don't feel like it would be right to say no you're not allowed in our space even though you helped us get here in a way uh, see i on the second part i do agree i do believe they should have a table at 
the in queer spaces. I do believe that, like, because a decent portion of them are queer, because you know, like kinksters, like they've helped us advance through. I don't think they're in, the polyamorous as a definition and as a identity is not inherently queer, personally, because I have seen straight polycules. Yeah, and been okay cool and i've seen it work and i've seen them you know be really happy and everything and not have any semblance of queer in it at all but i've also seen them where it's just one set of queer you know what i mean yeah so that's where i'm like i don't think it's inherently queer but i think they have a high potential no understandable get sure. of, get of having a person in the like the the polyamorous has a decent portion of the queer community just like um, one of my friends who is queer and is a furry who went to Anthrocon not too long ago here in Pittsburgh um, was telling me statistically you have 20% of the furry community roughly that is queer. Nice. And I'm like, that's a big chunk. That is a huge chunk. That is a big chunk. And I'm like, why? He goes, dude, we're furries. We're all behind masks. No one, like, you have those weird section of people who are kind of like racist, fascist assholes yeah. who are furries. But like, other than that, who gives a shit? We're just guys in costumes who like anthropomorphic cartoons. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So, um, I don't have any Skittles this week. I don't either. The only per- people I could think of is um, my training crew at the store I just left. Some yeah. of y'all listened to the podcast. Last night I picked you up from there for the last time. And I felt bums, but, you know, I got decent way to contact you guys and if i need anything i'll give you guys a call no but i think this is this is a good stopping point we're about an hour in cool you have anything else to bring up honey i don't think so and i hope everybody's having a great new year so far yeah i hope you're having a great new year great start to the new year and And set some personal goals for yourself because yeah Life's so much easier if you have something to reach for, you know? Yeah, and I, you and me are both this kind of same person real quick that, like, if we want to change something about ourselves, we don't wait to New Year. We just do it. We just do it. And we set that goal, and we reach it. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, New Year is a time of reflection, so... You have a better gauge on what you could have done better from the last year. Exactly. So you're you're going to think about what you're going to try doing better this year. Yeah. But again, I don't, break, I don't set resolutions. I just set goals yeah. you know sorry there's a child in my lap you're good he has a bell on him don't <laughs> hit the microphone child don't hit it with your tail penny boy but um again my name is raven i'm alex and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye-bye